Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Juliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. And this week, I am in seventh heaven because I'm going to talk about making lists. I'm going to mask it in terms of implementing good ideas. And she can't do a thing about it because we're recording separately and so she can't even look at me and shake a finger. She will hear this and she'll give some comments afterwards and then I'll still have the last word. So it's just a perfect week for me. All of that aside, what brought this to mind for me was a comment that was made by one of our guests during our 200th episode recordings. So this is from Jamie Wadley who was in part two of the 200th episode. In the course of his comments, he talked about how much he had learned from a lot of the people who had talked to us during our years of podcasting. His issue was about how you implement the things that you're learning. Now, after so many years of management and management training, I have a favourite phrase that I learned some years ago from a guru of management training, and it's called shelf help. As managers and as individuals in our professions, we will often look to external sources to learn things. So we go to courses, we go to seminars, look at videos, we buy training courses, we buy books, and sometimes we read them and sometimes we don't. We make notes. And where does all of this stuff go? It goes on a shelf. And so instead of being self-help, it becomes shelf-help. So it sits on a shelf and it might be helpful someday if we could remember which of the volumes it was in that talked about this particular activity. And to a certain extent, the podcasts are the same. You know, unless we're talking about a case study where it is very specific to something that is happening in an organisation or for someone, all of our discussions are about our experience previously and what we would do in those situations given the experience that we've had since then or what we've learned about those topics. We offer that as information. What you do with it is up to you. And that's the hard part. And it's hard for everyone. We all would like to be better at implementing things that we've learned. And so we come to the list. Because for me, the easiest way that I have found to help me implement things that I have learned when I, I feel like the whole topic is so broad and so all-encompassing and so daunting in a lot of cases, particularly when it's about change and changing patterns, that I don't know where to start and that I don't know what steps to take. So I do it in stages. So I'll do the broad picture, first of all, that is these are the things that I would like to see. This is where I would like to be. You'll recall that in some of our podcasts, we've asked our guests if we were having the, com the same conversation with them in 12 months' time, what would they have liked to have happened in that period of time between the two conversations? So it's that same sort of approach. So I'll sit down and I'll say, okay, in this situation, in six months time and let's just make it short periods of time because we we want to make it achievable we want to make it measurable and we want to make it time driven so let's say in six months time I would like to have done these things utilizing this approach and that might only be two or three things not a whole lot of things just let's keep it simple so that it's manageable again making those as targets then I will look at each of those individually and I'll do a list of the steps that have to be taken, really, from me to get from where I am now to that point. So there'll be a whole lot of steps that I need to work through. 
for each of those steps, I'll then break it down into the actual tasks that need to be done. And by doing that three-stage approach, I get it right down to absolute lowest common denominator I can to actually get things done. And that works for me because it means that when I get right down to that task level, it'll be really easy, simple things. You know, Not a, a broad statement that says, send all the emails out on time. It'll be on Monday, I have to send emails to this group of people. On Tuesday, I have to do this. And so it cut, breaks it down, just like the salami technique that we all learned in the 70s and 80s. Well, those of us who are old, as we are, learned it at that stage. If you're breaking down your activities into the smallest common denominator, it is achievable. You do know where to start. You, you face the day and you think either I'll work through the list from top to bottom or I'll do this because I've got this amount of time so I'll do that now and I'll do this now and I'll do that now. That works for me on a whole host of levels. You know, it's, it's actually the same process that I do for a week. When I do my list for a week of what I'm going to do in the week, overriding the individual tasks is the feeling that by the end of the week I need to have done posts on the other websites that I've got I need to have done the recording for inside exec I need to have edited and updated it all of those things so there's a whole range of things that have to happen in a week on a broad level at the end of the week this is what I want to have accomplished looking at those what are the steps that I need to take to make each of those things happen and then right down to the daily tasks that need all the tasks not necessarily by day but tasks that need to happen for each of those steps to be taken so that's my recommendation on the approach for implementing things. The other area that I'd like you to consider is to hold back on your learning a little bit. And I know that's a little bit of a, a, a controversial thing to say, but it's really easy for us to think that we need to keep learning things, that we need to, you know, someone else is going to have the right answer, someone else is going to have an easier way for me to do this, someone else is going to have tried this before, and, and certainly that's a lot of that's what we say in these podcasts is learn from others and, you know, find out the information, keep, keep yourself active by learning more. But let's just limit the learning to match the implementation that you're doing. So what I'm saying is certainly keep learning but make sure that whatever you learn whatever you read whatever you study whatever seminar you go to you take something out of that that is a tangible action that you've taken something that you've implemented even if it is that you won't bother with any of these person's books anymore you won't go to any more of these seminars that is an action that you're taking because you've made the decision that there is not learning in that environment where there might be somewhere else. They're my thoughts on, quick thoughts, on implementing activities and things that you've learned. And I suppose now I'm going to have to let herself give her views. I love working with Kim, but she still doesn't know me very well. She reckons she is going to disguise her list. Well, guess what? Whilst I agree with everything she said, I don't think list is the appropriate thing to use for the implementation of good ideas. I rather call it action plans. I'll talk about that in a minute. However, I just want to say that she always have the right of veto. She is the woman behind everything in production and technology. She's the editor. So she is very good at deciding what gets aired and what doesn't. 
And in some cases, it's what she airs that I worry about, the bits I don't want aired. <laughs> Having said that, back to business. Yes, absolutely. Good ideas. And as Kim said, shelf ideas are a real wasted effort and ideas. Sometimes you will see your idea implemented by someone else in a competitor company and you think, oh, I should have done that three months ago. So yes, I'd rather talk about action plans. Come up with the idea. Yes, that's good. And then you can talk about its priority and stage implementation. You could do the usual things, test the idea, find where it needs fine-tuning, ask other people's input, etc. But your action items will then say, who does what by when? Some things is all up to you to do, and some of it is up to you to initiate them, but call on specialist helps. A lot of the ideas sometimes don't go anywhere because as you're going through the process, you end up thinking, oh, I don't have the technology for that. I can get the technology, but it's too expensive, etc., etc. To me, I think there is a way. Any of you who worked with process improvement and then the black belt style of process improvement know that there's a process that you would start off with the as is, which is how things are now. And in some cases, there's nothing in existence. So you're starting from a clean sheet and that's a good thing. Other times, you're coming up with a new initiative that you already got some form of it in existence. However, you want to make it 10,000 times better. So you go from the as is state and then you go to the should be state, which is how it should at least for minimum go and the improvements it will bring and the savings and the whatever you need, which it could be something, a brand new product or a brand new service. And you say, this is how it should be. But what your vision is, is that it's going to be even much more than that. So something that can go from being on a scale 1 to 10, 1, it's workable, 5, it's really, really good, and 10, nobody had thought about it. That would be the could-be state. Now, if you look at it that way, at the very minimum, you could introduce it in stages. If you have the time, the money, all the resources that you need, to get it from 1 to 10, fantastic. But this is where you go through and decide, what do I need to go there? And if you find then there's obstacles that can't be moved in the next five or what in the immediate future, I should say, then at least go for some of it. Start getting some gains that will help you make that money, the reputation, the idea, and then you will be able to much quicker go to the could-be stage. There is nothing worse than buying a book and, and, and learning, so this is fantastic, I want to do it, and then don't do it. With me, I don't even buy a book. I know what a good diet is and what I have to do to make it happen, and I don't. So the person responsible is me. I take accountability, and I believe that the right thing to do is to realise that if you have a good idea and when it comes to light and when you see it implemented, firstly, how you feel, how the people that are working with you on it feel, 
More importantly, your staff have got brilliant ideas and sometimes they don't even bring them up because they think, not because you don't listen or you're not a good manager, but because they say, oh, what's the point? We could never afford that. What we need, we haven't got the budget this year, we're going through cuts, we freeze, we need a specialist, we can't hire, and, and all those things. As a manager, you should capture all of that and then go through them. You might have 10 of these, 10, 10 suggestions from your staff, and then prioritise and then say, okay, we're going to get those three off. And by then, we would have raised our income, we have raised our reputation, and then we'll get another three. So again, capture them all. It doesn't matter even if you think it's number 10 and it's not going to happen, capture it. Because what will happen is eventually you will get to it because it's up there and keep it visible and keep it amongst you all because it's the team that will have all these brilliant ideas of how to get around those obstacles. And those obstacles, whether they technology, staffing or financials. Um, so don't underestimate the team's effort. And the other thing is in big organisations, somebody may have done it in another country or another place. Again, success sharing comes up again and you can borrow shamelessly as far as I'm concerned. Find out what they've got, see if you can. And with that, I always say you can take from others, but be sure to give them stuff as well when you come up with something share it and this way you're always looking after each other and Kim go ahead with your list I'm watching just as a footnote to this discussion we've been having I will say that in the time that it has taken for us to put this recording together I did have occasion to put my hand up and say that I was overwhelmed by a task and Fuliana in her wisdom sent me in the guise of a meeting agenda, a list of things to do. I looked at it as a list and maybe she did that so that she knew that I would do it and she probably sees it as action steps that she's going to be taking at this meeting with me. All that aside, because neither of us will ever win this argument, we do hope that our views on both personal implementation of ideas and team implementation of ideas and engendering ideas has helped you in your management of your team today. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec, home of the list. <laughs>